0: Thank you so much for staying with us. I just want to reiterate that we have changed our number. And so whenever you need to call in, can we just please give you this new number to call in? It is Zero zero six and uh, their WhatsApp number though remains the same. So I just wanted to make sure that you have the right number there. And we are now moving into a conversation that we started a couple of weeks ago and we were speaking to uh, people at the Justice Desk. They were taking us through what is now known as the Presidential Gender-Based Violence Bills. Um, there are three of them and we were getting ourselves quite familiar with them ahead of our submissions. The submissions have now been closed so we want to know now what's the next step and we'll also touch a little bit on what COSATU submissions look like and why they made the submissions that they made. Ignatius Franz is back with us he's an advocacy and training manager at the Justice Desk. Thank you so much for making the time again Ignatius to assist us through these really really important bills.
1: Thank you so much for having me back Camilo.
0: So the the submissions are now closed where where does that leave the whole process?
1: Oh, it, it 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 as as um, social people like to say, it all depends on several things. So mm-hmm. the first thing is that once this process is closed, because I think Parliament is still taking, they're not receiving, or rather, they're not taking any submissions currently. But mm-hmm. there there are meetings being held and people are making presentations on the bill. Okay. So that process isn't yet concluded. Mm-hmm. But once that process is concluded, what will then happen is that the House will then. Um, or the uh, Justice Committee in Parliament will then sit and look at a, the, uh, the submissions that, that, that have been made. They will then take whatever they want in terms of what would be the outcomes that they want and, and, and take that forward into the bill. The bill will then be debated in Parliament and once, that, once it has gone through both Houses of Parliament, which is the uh, National Assembly and the National uh, Council of Provinces, um, if both houses are happy with it, then it will be sent to the presidency. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once the president is either happy or not, if he is not happy with some provisions in the, in the bills, he might opt to send them back to parliament. Mm. But if he is, he might then uh, con- uh, go on and assent and, um, uh, the bills or sign them into law, mm. uh, by which case then it will be law.
0: Let me bring in Matthew Parks, who is from COSATU, COSATU Parliamentary Coordinator, to take us through their submissions that they made on these particular bills. Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us, Mr. Parks.
2: Right, good afternoon, thank you for having me. Co- um, yes, look at we supported the bills. I mean, as your colleagues would know, we have a pandemic of abuse against women and children. So we welcome this as a progressive and drastic intervention to try to scourge this cancer eating away at our society. Mm-hmm.
0: And and then through all the, I mean, there are three, as we know, three different bills um, within this cluster. What were some of the issues that you wanted to be
2: uh, amended? Sure. Look, I think philosophically we supported the bills. Um, we needed a big bang approach, and there was many issues that we felt are progressive. Um, remember, this has been quite some time, so I think as we welcomed those extensive provisions and definitions of sexual intimidation. Um, including women and children, the elderly, persons with disabilities, and vulnerable persons, tightening incest provisions. But I think we also specifically welcome the tightening of provisions for granting bail, um, for sentencing, and for parole for sexual offenders. So, um, it's also quite welcome that they're going to significantly up, um, revamp the national register of sexual offenders to include all sex offenders to make it public, and to prohibit them from certain types of employment. So that's quite a useful intervention as well.
0: Let's take it so slowly, Mr. Park, so that we all understand what that means. When you're saying that, let's start with the very last one that you mentioned now, um, talking about the register, that you're saying all should be on the register. Could you just unpack that a little bit?
2: Sure. So currently the sex offenders register only includes persons convicted of abusing children. Mm. Now, you would have to ask yourself, would you want a person to be in a position of authority like a teacher or a nurse or a police officer if they've been convicted of raping a woman. Both are equally unforgivable crimes. Mm. So the register proposed to include anybody who's been convicted of a sexual Mm offence. Second, to make it publicly accessible because right now the Registry hasn't really worked properly. It hasn't been properly populated. It's inaccessible. Um, But the other one is about that you cannot... Um, be appointed in certain types of jobs if you're having a supervisory role over vulnerable persons, you know, Mm. children, young people, um, women, persons with disabilities, etc., elderly people. Mm. So if you've been convicted of raping children, would you want such a person to be a teacher of your child? Mm. Um, If a person has been convicted of raping a senior citizen, should they be allowed to work in an old-age home? Um, I mean, you have to weigh the balances. It does restrict the rights of the offenders, Mm -hmm. but what is the greater risk? And we think we need to err on the side of the rights of the victims at all times, given the amount of abuse women and children, the elderly, are going through. So if I think for us, it was a quite a welcome intervention. But of course, government must provide the necessary resources to make sure it's have energy. Because Ma- you can pass the most progressive laws and mm-hmm. then you fail to implement them.
0: Matthew, was there anything that you had looked at with regards to the time frame? So I know that some of the, um, some of the provisions had a limit to them, how long the, you can be up on the register after you've served your time in prison.
2: Yes, I mean, there are provisions for that, and there is a space, I think, after 10 years that a person could apply to be released or removed from it. Yes, yes, I'm talking, um, yeah, so
0: I'm, I'm asking whether you, so, as Kosatu wanted that amended?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, it is a question of getting the right legal balance, so mm-hmm. we're all comfortable with that, right, and how it provides for the person who wants to be removed for it after a 10-year period. Yes. That they have to apply, but also the, the, the rights and the interests of the, of the victims, the complainants, has to be taken into account as well.
0: Ignatius, from my 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 understanding, in the current bill as it's presented, that number I think has changed the the period in which one can stay on the register post their serving uh, their time in prison.
1: Yeah, so the the, 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 the bill does come with certain amendments. Um, Depending on who the victim um, is or was, um, so like like Matthew is talking about the changes in terms of uh, p- uh, children and I think people with disabilities and also um, the elderly, it, it, it increases it. So uh, in terms of the uh, in terms of the of the bill as it currently stands, um, if if you are convicted um, without the uh, option of a fine for a period of at least six months but not exceeding eighteen months. You, you get to be, um, sorry, something is just flying around me here, um, be removed from the register after a period of 20 years has elapsed. so it, it really changes things. If you are less, if you are between 16 and 18 months, you get some kind of leniency, but if you are above that, then it increases it dramatically to 20 years, and only after such time will you then be allowed. So it depends also on who the victim is rather than just being it's ah. something that is uh, a blanket
0: approach. Gentlemen, thank you so much. I'm going to ask that we please take, a, you know, we detour completely because there is a breaking news story that we need to move to. But I want to thank you, Matthew Parks from Kosatu, uh who is a parliamentary secretary uh, coordinator there, as well as Ignatius Franz. We may come back to you, but it will all depend on how this press briefing goes. Ignatius Franz, as always, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. He's an advocacy and training manager at the Justice Desk. So what is coming to us live as we speak is an announcement from ANC Gauteng and they are calling a briefing because they need to tell us about the fate of the implicated members, the ANC members on the uh, Gauteng PPE scandal that we all know about. So we'll cross right there as we speak.